They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Hello there, dear Barbaras. This is their coming to get you. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings. And today we've got the showdown of the century. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about Freddy versus Jason, which as of tomorrow, day after this comes out, it turns 20 years old, released on August 15th in 2003. Where the hell did 20 years go? I don't know. Two th- you said 2003? 2003. Same summer of The Matrix Reloaded. Same summer as Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Uh-huh. And you've got, yeah, just that was a big summer. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out that summer. 2003, man, that was a good one. And Friday the 13th came out at the tail end. What Was it a good one? I, th- I mean, Okay, listen. It was a good one for me because I remember this summer was the summer I started going to R-rated movies by myself. Oh, shit. And this was back in 2003 when you could be 16 and be like, give me a ticket. And they're like, can I have a ticket, please? Can I please have a ticket? I am not <laughs> four people in a trench coat. We are not <laughs> nine feet tall. Let us into your popcorn cafeteria and movie showing establishment. I say good, sir. Hello. He's like, why do you sound like a <laughs> blurred out witness on a documentary? <laughs> right, and then he took the knife. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it was I, I remember this summer very vividly. It was a good time. I remember seeing the trailer for this movie before The Matrix Reloaded mm-hmm. and being like scared. Because I wasn't super, I wasn't a horror boy yet. I wasn't yeah. super into horror quite yet. But I was like, I, I knew who Freddy was. I knew who Jason was, obviously. And mm-hmm. I'd, this was 2003. I know a lot of our listeners are young babies, and you don't remember what 2003 mm-hmm. was like. You did not have a notification on your phone when a trailer came out. The only way to see trailers was to go to the movie theaters and be surprised mm-hmm. or go to the uh, – do you remember the Apple website would have trailers? No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember that. I remember going to the Apple website and like watching the Sin City trailer over and over and over again on like a dial-up connection. <laughs> the only thing I remember about the internet post nine eleven, so two thousand three, <laughs> would be Weezer dot com and beheading videos. <laughs> Rotten dot com, everybody. I didn't go. I never went there. I I think that was back when they would just let you put that on YouTube. Yeah. Like the most heinous shit was on YouTube, and they had nudity on YouTube. Ah, uh, that was those were the days back when men were men. Whatever they now they went woke. Now they now they're like you can't show a beheaded video. <laughs> I like I uh, producer oh. wife. Uh, her sister sent her this video, and she sent it to me. It was a guy that waxed his uh, butt crack on YouTube. The full nudity. You could see it winking at you. <laughs> and like he did, it was like a tutorial type thing or product review. And I was like, is this even allowed on YouTube? This guy's just whole brown eyes on the Wait, is this a, on is YouTube. This, is this a new video? Yeah, this was like a month, less than a month ago. This was on YouTube. <laughs> And so I texted my sister-in-law. I said, why would you send this to anybody? <laughs> well, listen, your producer wife's been saying just how hairy that asshole is. And when, when, and when we went camping last week, I got a little mm-hmm. bit of a peek of what's going down in, uh, yeah. in the, 
the tier the universe of your town. asshole. Uh, hint, hint. I guess I should have taken the. It took a podcast for me to realize what she was saying. She's like, you know what? My birthday's coming up. Do something special. Wax your asshole. Let me go ahead and get a, a pair of swim trunks full of nair. Then I'll be all ready for you, baby. Real quick, uh, I do want to give a shout out to some of our wonderful uh, oh yeah patrons. We haven't had any new ones uh, yet, but that's going to change very soon once you hear this. Because you can head to patreon.com slash they're coming to get you. Uh, sign up there. You get all your episodes early. You get bonus episodes. We've got some great bonus episode ideas coming up. We also have uh, viewers, uh, ch- listener choice episodes where we're going to like cover a movie that you guys want. We're starting that next week with mm-hmm. The Silence of the Lambs, which, spoiler, we're going to do Silence of the Lambs next week. I can smell your cunt. God damn. You're going to keep saying that even. So every episode leading up to it, he's going to say that. Every episode after, he's going to say that. Say what? It's going to be a, it's going to be a Patreon tier. What am I going to say? Uh, let me smell your C word. <laughs> let me smell your cunt. Yes, I'm okay. sorry, it's a it's a film. It's a film, definitely a film. <laughs> but uh, it's like uh, between five to eight dollars a month, depending on what tier you want. Or if you just want to give us mm-hmm. two bucks, you can do that as well at Patreon.com/slash. They're coming to get you. Got some great bonus episodes coming up. Um, just want to do that. Also, feel free to leave us a review on where you get your podcast, either on Spotify mm-hmm. or on Apple Podcasts. We love reading those reviews. Um, one person gave us a four star review, and it broke my heart. And I was like, Brent, look at this person. They said our jokes go on too long. And he's like, Gavin, it's still a four-star review. And I was like, but no, it's not a four-star Well, if, if that's the case, uh, our, if you think our jokes go on too long, then let me go ahead and tell you about this video my sister-in-law has <laughs> Winking at you, they said. Producer sister-in-law sent producer wife. <laughs> to about my producer butthole. Did you guys hear about this? This this you butthole. This? You heard about this? <laughs> but we did. Do you, pre- so you you saw this in the theater, Gavin? I saw this in the theater. I went by myself. This was back when I didn't have a stigma about going to the movies by myself. Because I you do now. I feel weird doing it now. There was a time, oh, I love it. I love going to movies by there myself. There was a time when I was between like fifteen and nineteen when I. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't. I was like, well, if I mm-hmm. want to do stuff, I want to go by myself. But then Not I... much has changed. <laughs> you Got are... him. Yeah, you're right. Well, I used to be popular. I really peaked in college. And then I'm like, I can't go back. Um, you... You got bullied a lot in grade school, didn't you? I did. I did. It you was... were homeschooled, weren't you? No, I'm just... Come on, I, folks. What's going on? <laughs> but I, uh, Stephanie loves going to movies by herself. She went to go see this one movie um, called like Separate Lives or something. It's a very like, um, it's a Korean American film. And I was like, I'll go with you. And she's like, No, I want to go by myself. You probably won't like it. I just want to go by by myself and like cry at this very sad movie by myself. And I was like, Okay. And she's like. It was wonderful. I went. There was like an older couple and one other person by themselves, and then me, and we were all just weeping. I was like, "This sounds like a group therapy session." Yeah, I I don't set out purposely to watch a sad movie, uh, but I do love to go to the movies by myself, especially if I'm on the road. Okay. I I love. I'm not. I don't like being lonely, but I like being alone. Those are two different things. Yes, and I have a trouble with like being feeling lonely and being alone. I don't mind if if I'm on the road doing a show and I have some time to kill, I'll go mm-hmm. see a movie by, by myself because I don't know anybody in that town when you're hitting mm-hmm. the towns and leaving the territories as you yeah. <laughs> but making I, the towns, <laughs> getting the ring rats, <laughs> getting your hot dog in your handshake. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I, I can see that because you uh, went, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago where you were in Tampa and you like went to go see like Mission Impossible 7 by yourself. Yep, haven't seen, I already said it on the podcast, haven't seen one through six, went and saw seven, I went and saw Indiana Jones. Very nice. Then they tried to drag me into the Sound of Freedom, and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> well, that's no, just because they don't, the, that, that's the movie liberals don't want you to see. They don't want you to see. They're not. I, like, I don't want to see it. <laughs> listen, but uh, it'll really change your life. It's the best movie I've seen since American Sniper and the Punisher War Zone, let me tell you. <laughs> I did like American Sniper, for being honest. Okay, that ain't bad. I love me some propaganda. <laughs> I love that fake baby Bradley Cooper held. <laughs> That's a, that movie is pretty good, and everybody's like, "That's a fake baby." <laughs> that damn Clint Eastwood, get a real baby in there. Because the guy was like, he was a real sniper. It's based on a true story. Chris Kyle, yeah, yeah, Chris Kyle, and they're like, "Man, what a hero!" But there's like, the baby's fake. That baby, and then you find out stuff about the real guy, and you're like, I don't know if he's a hero. I'm not, I'm not, I, don't I'm quote not. me on that. I had to do my research on that. But, uh, <laughs> Listen, uh, I run on the back of a Ford F-150. He's a hero, and I believe that truck. <laughs> I get all my updates from the back <laughs> of uh, Super Duty trucks. Listen, you know the reason I ain't gonna buy. You know the reason I ain't gonna vote for Sleepy Joe a second time because I saw that Calvin taking a piss on him. <laughs> that guy sure got an active bladder. <laughs> He loves pissing on everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. I don't remember when the first time I saw this movie was, but it was not in the theater. And uh, I really liked it from the jump, and I think it's tapered off since then. Same. I thought this was, like, the best movie ever. I remember my friends uh, – uh, I did have some friends. They, they, they were also homeschooled. They oh, were... you're lying. <laughs> it, was my, it was my body pillow and an old cigarette I found on the street. And a lamp I put a shirt on so it felt warm <laughs> until it caught fire. And then Smokey the Bear came out. It's like, only you can prevent shirt fires. <laughs> but I had some friends, and we were like, this is so cool. We actually made, after Freddy vs. Jason came out, uh, me and my friends, uh, the lagging hours, uh, Emery and uh, Emery and Joseph, if you're listening, you're 100% not. I miss you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, but we made a Jason fan film, which you can actually okay. which you, you can actually watch on YouTube. I'm being 100% serious. If you look up Jason's Massacre, it is a uh, fan film we made back in 2004. And we used all the copywritten music. Uh, since been, Ooh, <laughs> Get up. Come on. Get down with the sickness. Uh, that song is 100% in that movie. I've never seen it, and I knew it was. Yeah, it's really good. I, I played Jason because I was tall. You are tall. Every time I see in person, which is not very often, mm-hmm. we went camping last weekend, I always remark in my head, man, he's a tall drink of water. <laughs> yeah, and uh, legs for days is what you tell me out loud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ooh, she, he, he got cheeks for weeks. Them things don't quit. <laughs> but uh, if you look it up on YouTube, it's uh, Jason's Massacre. Um, you'll okay. you'll you'll know it when you hear the ooh wah. You'll <laughs> you, you know you found it when you when you do it. But we were really obsessed with this movie, and we went back. And when I watched this, I'd only seen like one or two Friday the Thirteenth movies, and maybe like one or two Nightmare on Elm Streets. Mm-hmm. But those characters back in the day and still today, you even if you've never seen a movie, you kind of get the gist of what they're about. This movie does do a really job good do a good job of setting you up for what you're getting. They're like, I was a child murderer. Yeah, sure you were. Child murderer. <laughs> I was a child Give me another M word. I was a child murderer. And then uh, we got Jason, who was like, I'll have some fun because he was drowned. His mom's telling him to do stuff. 
And I remember thinking this movie was like the most badass thing ever. And then I watched it again last night, and I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, this is not that good. It's okay. I would say, like, if you're watching this on your own by yourself, kind of sucks. But if you're around people, this is more of a party movie than not. Even though it's not like a fun movie. You yeah. Know? It's definitely a party movie. I, I was showing it to Stephanie for the first time, which is why we both fell asleep <laughs> during it. Uh, <laughs> we started it really late. But I kept telling her, I was like, so Stephanie, there's going to be something coming up that's very problematic. And then she kept trying to guess what it was. And I mm-hmm. was like, shit, how much is in this that's problematic 20 <laughs> years later? Uh, we'll get to what like the big out-of-place problematic thing is. That mm-hmm. it's just like every time you hear it, you're like, "What the fuck? Why did say they it. <laughs> say it?" <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but this movie, it's it's fine. I think it's I I don't love it. Uh, the acting in retrospect is fucking terrible. This is not a well acted movie, and and you don't have to have it be well acted, but it is pretty dog shit. Well, and you know, from everything I read, that they were just proposals after proposals to get this movie made because if you've seen uh, Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday Mm -hmm. that last scene is what the Jason's mask gets sucked down into hell by a knife glove yes so it's it it really set that up and I don't know how many years before that was uh, that happened then we're all kind of waiting for Freddy versus Jason so I believe so Paramount owned the rights to Friday the 13th, and they, they, they put out the first eight movies up through mm-hmm. Jason Takes Manhattan. But they kept seeing, like, diminishing returns for, like, the Freddy versus Je- like, the, the Jason movies. Jason Takes Manhattan was not well-received by critics. So they sold the rights to the character of Jason to New Line Cinema, who also owned Freddy Krueger. Now, mm-hmm. that's why the New Line ones, now, they did not sell them the rights to the Friday the 13th name, which is why anything post- Friday the 13th 8 is called Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X. So because they because yeah. they own Jason but not that. So at the end of uh Friday the 13th uh or at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, you have the mask, you have the glove pulling him down and you're like, "Okay, it's 1992. We're going to get this in like the next 3 years or whatever. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to set it up." And then it doesn't happen for a decade. They put out uh Wes Craven's new nightmare. And they also put out Jason X just to kind of remind people yeah. of like what's going on and like how bad this shit sucks. <laughs> yes. And then finally, and like you said, there's a lot of script treatments of like how do we get these people together? Like how do we put mm-hmm. Jason and Freddy in a movie and make it make sense? There was a lot of scripts that went around that in, uh, involved this cult called the Fredheads. That mm-hmm. they try to like bring Freddy Krueger back. There's stuff with like that at one point they were gonna bring in Pinhead from Hellraiser to like make them fight in hell and all this kind of shit. But then finally, um, around like 2001, uh, Ronnie Yu comes on board, who directed Bright Up Chucky, and they finally get like something on paper that everybody kind of agrees with. Because the big thing with this movie is it's a versus movie, like Godzilla versus King Kong, and yeah. and like the, the the wrestling business when you have two superstars, it's like. Well, who wins? Who wins The Rock versus Hogan? Yeah, and that so when when nobody really wins, that's called fifty fifty booking. Yes, when it's like it goes to a, a dusty finish where it was a draw. Roman Reigns hits you with the belt. Solo Sokoa comes in and thumbs you, <laughs> and then you get the three, and then you have the championship for one thousand days. 
Yeah, where it's it's like nobody, and uh, you know, we're gonna talk about the ending, but nobody won or lost in this movie. Yeah, the people that lost were the the kids in the movie. You know, and that wasn't always the case because there was discussion because this does have alternate endings, which we'll discuss. But it also they had talked about doing different endings for different theaters depending on yeah. like what showing you went to maybe freddie would win or maybe jason would win or maybe mm-hmm. you something in the middle kind of like i've never seen the movie clue i know it's come up on this podcast i think i've never yeah, seen fucking it stupid i've never seen it <laughs> <laughs> i was like what what i'm, I'm over here you talking. heard me <laughs> play it back you're fucking stupid you're fucking stupid <laughs> But Clue has different endings on like who done it in in the Who Did yeah. It movie. Well, even in the new uh, Spider Man, whatever is Spider Man into the Spider Verse or the second one across the Spider Verse, uh, across the Spider Verse, fucking bitch. I, I know. I'm dumb. <laughs> they what I read was there's different scenes and different versions of the movie. Not the ending, I think, is the same, but there's different sequences. Yeah. So if you saw mm-hmm. one theater, you're like, oh, I didn't see it in the other movie. You know. Yes, uh, so that's kind of cool that they, they do it that way as well. But mm-hmm. as you get into this movie, you have to like find a way to put Freddie and Jason in the same universe, and then have them make sense of why why they're fighting. And then you mm-hmm. also have to like have a cast of teens to carry the movie because you can't just have like Freddie and Jason be the main characters because they mm-hmm. Jason is not a dynamic character. He is no. a powerhouse killing machine. Well, among the proposed ideas, and this is what I think we should go back and do, this should be the next, once all the legal stuff is cleared up with Friday the 13th and we get a, we bring back Freddy, we need to do this, uh, was a courtroom drama where Jason is put on trial for his murders and Freddy Krueger eventually gets involved. <laughs> Law and order, Crystal Lake. Was that a real proposal? That the, the law, the courtroom drama. I have the same Google as you. That's what I read. <laughs> uh, that sounds so out of left field. Like I don't know how Freddy Krueger gets involved if he's like, I have a surprise witness, bitch. <laughs> Tell me, Mister Voorhees, where were you on the night of Friday the Thirteenth? <laughs> I may be a small town lo- lowly lawyer, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Oh, God. I think how they did it is it's about as good as you can get. Mm-hmm. And this movie... Well, Go ahead. Let me let me read this one, because it's kind of the same lines. A potentially interesting story involved a cult that worships Freddy and uses a resurrected Jason as a means to bring back Freddy into the world. We kind of got that. You just talked about the cult of Freddy. The Fred heads. But we kind of got that without the cult. Uh, you kind of... Cut you cut to the chase and let's just use Freddy to bring to get Jason, but then to make people think it's Freddy to then get the memory back. Yeah. You know. It definitely cuts out a lot of when when you bring a cult be like, we gotta have the cult do this thing so that Freddy can do this thing. It becomes like too mm-hmm. complicated and too many steps. So it's like, well let's just have Freddie do it and mm-hmm. and like, like like you said, cut a lot of the fat out of there with it. It could be a cult of thorn. Let's do that. Oh, okay. Uh Michael Myers? <laughs> Uh, God damn, Michael Myers. Uh, Peter Briggs, who uh, penned one of the earliest drafts of Alien vs. Predator, also put together a script that involved time travel. Mm. <laughs> you know how most slashers involve time travel. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Jason X did. It involved time travel because he gets cryogenically frozen and woken up in space. 
But that's not time travel. That's just tra- traveling forward at normal speed. <laughs> you just got to wait a little bit. You just got to wait a little just, bit longer. I tr- I try and travel if that's the criteria. <laughs> every so night I you. T- every night I time travel for about eight hours. Actually, let's be honest, for more about five or six hours. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fasting diet. I fast for eight hours a day, <laughs> mostly at night. But. This movie does start out. Uh, do you have any more fun facts about the? No, go ahead. Okay, so now one more. Hold on, I got one more. No, go ahead. Seriously, go ahead. Okay, we good. No, seriously, go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to start here. I'm trying, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go. go um, movie starts out with Freddy Krueger. You got a boiler room scene because you gotta. This man loves a boiler room. Like he he mm-hmm. loves it, and again you get that reestablishment. They. This is post Nightmare on Elm Street. We've we've covered both Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street on this podcast back in the in, in the early days of the show. We also and got, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three. That is correct. The Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. that sweet Dawkins song, baby. <laughs> but we covered those, and we always talked about how they always emphasize that Freddy Krueger was a child murderer, yep. not a molester, a Mm-mm. murderer. But then they say shit like he liked especially little girls. Like later on, you're like, that doesn't sound like a murderer. A murderer does not have a preference, I don't think. Yeah, pick just pick one. Because I was thinking about this uh, earlier today when I would like to do a season of reboots. I didn't talk to you about it, but a season of reboot movies. Okay. If we did the if we did the the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. They, there's no mistaking what what happens in that movie where they just lean into the pedophilia, <laughs> and now he's now he's not likable at all. Yeah, and they you even know? do a thing. Like, I don't want to give away too much of that movie, but it's like they even do a thing towards the end where they're like, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he was framed, and then like five minutes they're like, nah, he did that shit. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Or it's like, again, it's I do like Freddy as a character because I think he's funny, but you also have to ignore like ah child murderer. That's that's cleaning that up a bit, I think. <laughs> That's a little bit revisionist history for me. Yeah. This man, uh, especially in this scene where he kills a little girl, and then he, like, licks her photo. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it in my notes, licking licking <laughs> child's photos. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just go into a Sears and be like, I'd like to see some photos, please. <laughs> oh, for what? Are, are you picking up for licking? My scrapbook. <laughs> I am out of paste. Gonna bitch. use my saliva. <laughs> I'm out of pace, bitch. I like to see a buddy comedy between Freddy Krueger and Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> breaking Bad, bitch. <laughs> I would. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, magnets. Yeah, uh, finger glove, finger knives, bitch. Science. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be on board. But then, yeah, then you have him giving his backstory, and it does a good job of like catching the audience up if you've never heard of these characters. Be like, oh, he's mm-hmm. a he's a dream demon. And then we yeah. got the man with the hockey mask. I get it. I see where we're going. I do like the. There's a flashback where it turns out to be a dream of uh, Lori, the main character, is in the camp and she sees them chasing around Jason. And then she walks up to like the camp counselors and there's just two of them fucking on the porch of the <laughs> cabin. And one of them turns out to be Freddy, but it's just like. What can you imagine? What kind of camp that was? Of people, two counselors just fucking on the porch of the cabin while a young boy drowned. That's one of them upside down pineapple camps. <laughs> um, I do think though this has a good opening sequence where Freddy's going over what he's doing. He's, he has to he had to search the bowels of hell, but I found someone who I think can make mm-hmm. him remember. You've got the cool like so Jason 
is essentially just dreaming about killing people at the pond. And he's having like a we- like a wet murder dream because they're getting yeah. naked, they're being chased, they're getting killed, and then they're turning into other people and they're being like, I should have been watching them. I should have been not making love with those counselors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we get a, uh, not Betsy Palmer, but we get a new Mrs. Voorhees who looks very similar to Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, she's fine. And, and yeah, she plays the part pretty well, I would say. Mm, for sure. And then that's where you get the... Then you got Jason waking up, and I love that shot of his like organs. He's still very Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Part Seven, the the new blood with like the skeleton chest. He has mm-hmm. no skin anymore; it's just like organs, it's just loose organs under a dirty shirt. <laughs> just watching him breathe. And then this movie has the most two thousand and three opening. I think it's like an ill. I think it's like an Il Nino song, maybe that that oh, plays. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. You've got like the you've got the you got the blood smashing on the thing and like the fire. It's it's very two thousand three. So two thousand and early. <laughs> but, uh, I still say that to people all the time. Like I'm like <laughs> you're so two thousand and late. Yeah, you, you got a good decade before that's that's late it in itself <laughs> and it's past due. Exactly. Fifteen years ago, I'm still making those references. But the the whole crux is is Freddie's using Jason to commit. Very Freddy-like crimes, so then people will remember Freddy. And the more you know about Freddy, the more powerful he is. Yeah, you've got the kid. You've got um. Then then we immediately cut to a party in the USA. You've got the character of Lori Campbell, played by Monica Kina, who was on Dawson's Creek. She was also in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. A lot of Grey's Anatomy lately on the podcast. She mm-hmm. actually plays. Uh, she's actually a very memorable character in one of the early seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Her, uh, she's involved in a, in, a, in a train crash, and her and another p- uh, passenger have a pole put between them. So there's like a hole where they're like, it fused together by like a pole, and like we have to move one off the other, and then she ends up dying because like it hit more of her organs. And when they remove move the pole, she dies, and the old man lives, and he's like, but this isn't fair. I've lived my life. Blah. Oh, yeah. That's the least funny episode of Scrubs I ever heard of. <laughs> A human kebab? <laughs> I'm no Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Cox, I just want your approval. Uh, I, I hope that somebody listening to this podcast is like, man, he does know his fucking Grey's Anatomy. He does. <laughs> he really does. Well, you got at least one, and that's me, because I don't know it at all. You could have just made that up, and I'd be like, that sounds about right. It basically is like a saw trap. It's like, uh-huh. I want to play a game at Graceland Memorial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we we cut to a party. Was it at Monica's house or yeah. Lori's house? Rather, Lori's house, and you've got her. You got Kia, played by Destiny's Child, Kia, uh, Kelly Rowland, uh, Beyonce, unavailable for Freddy versus Jason. And, I like Kelly Rowland. Stop talking shit about her. Uh, okay, she is. I think in Destiny's Child because there were, I believe, six total members. Uh, mm. They had two who were sent to the shadow realm. And then it was just, banished. <laughs> then Michelle, it was, you got Michelle. You got Michelle and Beyonce, and then they added Michelle Williams and another fourth. And then that other fourth got banished to, to the Shadow Realm as well. <laughs> and then you just had Michelle Williams, Kelly Rowland, and Beyonce Knowles. And as you all know, uh, Beyonce would go on to have a pretty good career. I call her Queen Bee for being honest. <laughs> uh, but also, we we should also mention is Robert England as Freddie. He's back. I think this is the last time he'll play Freddie. Mm-hmm. I think and, uh, he well. I think he played Freddy Krueger on an episode of The Goldbergs. 
That doesn't count. I think it does. He put on the makeup. He put on the makeup, and he did it. It doesn't count. Okay. Okay. If you don't want it to count. I don't know. And then uh, Jason is was played by Kane Hodder. Whoops. Whoa. No, he wasn't. Uh, luckily, though, Ken Kersinger, who's a stuntman, who was pl- who played uh, Jason's stunt double in Jason Takes Manhattan, were, uh, mm-hmm. plays the role of Jason. And luckily, Kane Hodder is super cool about this. He never brings it up at literally every fucking convention that he's at. Mm-hmm. I, I stood at his line at a horror hound, and somebody was wearing like a Freddy versus Jason shirt. And he's like, I wasn't in that one. It's like, uh-huh. I'm walking by. Hey, we're about to interview uh, Kane Hodder right now. Kane, let me ask you a question. What did you have for lunch, Kane? <laughs> I didn't fucking have. I wasn't, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't in Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> hey, uh, Kane, how was the ride in? Uh, it was pretty good, except I wasn't in Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> and I never met the guy. You've you've met him. I I like it. I I would have think like him more than Ken Kersinger, and that's nothing. I just the character of Jason in this movie is kind of a nothing character. There's no. It's hard to to compete with Robert England when he can speak and is funny and, and have quips. And Jason is just kind of a lumbering. Yeah. Uh, powerhouse. You know, powerhouse. There's not a lot to Jason in this movie. Well, they cast Kane Kersinger because although Kane Hodder is six foot four, my height, that was my goal growing up. Like I want to be six foot four so I could be like Jason. Uh, and then I got it. So Gavin, how was your lunch today? Pretty good, except uh, they, they they put a copy of Freddy versus Jason on my sandwich, and I wasn't in that one. <laughs> hey, let me get a, a salami and a Swiss and a copy of Freddy versus Jason on my sandwich. Actually, hold the Freddy versus Jason because I wasn't fucking in it. I said Blu-ray. God damn it! <laughs> this tastes like this tastes like regular DVD. This 4K bullshit. <laughs> it's too spicy. This 4K is too spicy. <laughs> uh, but Ken Kersinger got cast because even though Kane Hodder is six foot four, they want somebody who like towered over Robert England. And I yeah. believe Ken Kersinger is like two or three inches taller, and he does tower because they wanted a real David and Goliath feel, and it, it works. I think Ken Kersinger, he's actually going to be at Horror Hound. Um, he's Ken Kersinger and Robert England are going to be at Horror Hound in Indianapolis this weekend, uh, the mm-hmm. week this comes out. I, I plan on going on Saturday. Should be a good time. If you if you see me out, say hello. I Maybe if you're in Indianapolis, say hi to me. Yeah, um, and I think I'll be there too, and if you see me, keep your goddamn mouth shut <laughs> away from me. Uh, I'm, I'm not even, even going to try to meet Robert England. We're only going to be there for a day, and that will be your whole fucking day. Is I'm already I'm in line right now as we record this. <laughs> you're, so. you're camping out. Uh, but yeah. Ken Kersinger is going to be there. I've heard he's very nice. So maybe I'll get something signed by him or something. I don't know. Yeah. What did know. you think of Jason in this movie? I like him. For a long time, this was like the Jason I knew the most and like saw the most of. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a I think he's got a cool look. I know it's just kind of like a gray shirt and like black boots and but it's 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 fine. I have an action figure of it. I I know you do as well. It definitely yeah. it definitely stands out more than um, like a part eight when he's just all slick and slimy. I, I like this look. I like I, slimy Jason. <laughs> I like you like slimy Jason. Yeah. I mean, it's not as cool as New Blood Jason with like the skeleton stuff and like the mask. That's the best Jason. I I, I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. But I do think this is a cool look for him, and, and it fits the tone of the movie. If, mm-hmm. if that makes I, sense. 
Now, how did you feel f- about Freddy in this movie? I the Freddy makeup is inconsistent. It looked less burn and more demonic throughout most of it. There, there are changes in this movie where he's definitely a devil, and I think that I don't think that was an accident. Yes. Um, I like the look of it. I, I'm partial to the part two Elm Street and then also Freddy's new nightmare, that look. Mm-hmm. But then I was watching this last night. I was like, I don't, I don't hate this. I like this look. I, it's not bad. It's definitely Freddy Krueger. It's not like they did something like drastically different like they did with the Elm Street remake. Mm-hmm. But this is, it's, it, it's a good look. It's a fine look. Yeah. Um, but you've got this party. You've got the guy, you got the character, of Trey and Blake who show up because you got the three girls that sit sitting around trying to play like murder fuck kill with the three stooges, which is that was a dated reference in 2003 where they're yeah. like, who's sitting around doing Mary fuck kill of the three stooges. So with that, you know, in the movie, I have to ask fuck Mary kill of the three stooges. And we're talking Curly, Moe and Larry. Uh, I would, May I would kill who's the Larry's the one who has like the bald spot and like a lot like the poofy hair. Yeah, Curly sounds bald. like uh, Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. That's I think I the... I think I kill Mo. I think I fuck Curly and I marry Larry. Okay, I would kill Mo. I'd marry Larry because it rhymes, and I'd I'd titty fuck Curly. So we have the same sexual attraction to the to the Three Stooges. Hey! You think that's the sound they make when they finish? I'm about to. Ah, not my eye, knucklehead. Now we also have to say she then also said Fred's uh, Fred Scooby Shaggy. So we're throwing a dog in the mix. F Mary Kill. And by F I mean fuck. I guess I'd marry the dog. Uh, just treat it right. Uh, that's the future liberals want, by the way. <laughs> you can marry you do. Uh, I think I say I do with Scooby Doo. I <laughs> I think uh, it's Scooby Doo, Shaggy, and Fred. And Fred, yeah. Uh, Mary, Mary, Fred for the stability, but <laughs> but fuck Shaggy because he seems like a he seems not he seems like like he's afraid of commitment. He would Shaggy would take you into the back of that van in this movie, and Freddy versus Jason, and tear you up. He would ruin you. But then you. ask you for eight dollars afterwards because <laughs> he needs a ride home. Oh God, Zoinks! I gotta get gas, guys. <laughs> like Zoinks, man. Can you slide me some saw bucks? <laughs> what about you? Who are you? <laughs> I'd kill Fred because he's. I don't like jocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bang Shaggy and I'd marry Scooby. Wait, did I do? I think I, I think I didn't kill anybody. I think I just, I think I married two of them. I and this one, you don't kill uh, Scooby; you put him down. <laughs> but you gotta give him a taste of chocolate first, because no dog should die without tasting chocolate. That's how you do it. Is, <laughs> you just give him a bunch of chocolate. What is this podcast anymore? It's like the, I don't know. This is eight simple rules for putting down your Great Dane. <laughs> And that went pretty uh, so pretty quickly, we're introduced to uh, the one girl's boyfriend. So we have her name's Gib. Yeah, the, she wears the hat all the time. That's Catherine Isabel, a horror royalty from the Ginger Snaps movies. Oh yeah, I've never seen Ginger Snaps. It's a good one, and also she's an American Mary as well. I've never seen that either. Okay, she's a good actress. 
And, and then we get her boyfriend, uh, who I don't remember. Her boyfriend's Trey. an asshole. Yeah. And he can't not address her without saying, babe. Yeah. What I, I what I say to you, babe. I wrote in here, uh, much much like in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, we come back to the sack. Uh, you, <laughs> you got, babe, don't make me tell you twice. Oh, uh, this guy, like. He's like three beers away from domestic violence. He's he's already there, but he's like I you just don't see it. I think he's a piece of shit up and down. I can't tell how old he is because these are high school girls, but he's like twenty seven years old. He's uh, Todd from Beavis and Butthead. He's like driving <laughs> around, but driving past the school. <laughs> that is him like, for sure. Uh, they go. Uh, they're they're trying to set uh, Lori up with Blake, who's just like flasking it and itching his balls. Yeah, just failing at every turn. And I love that they tried to... One thing that makes this 2003 for me is when he's like, I like the flow of your place. You got good feng shui. Yeah, I say feng shui. Is that... Uh, you're not supposed to say that anymore? I, I You don't hear it as much anymore. Do you still say okay. feng shui? Yeah, especially in a bathroom. I call it dung shui. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Come on. I set these up for you. Come on. Please like me. Uh... <laughs> And then pretty so they they're upstairs banging mm-hmm. uh, with the door open it seems like which you're already at somebody else's house <laughs> why not why not uh, whatever and then uh, we get um, is it Jason no Jason he doesn't show up at the door but they're they're done banging and uh, he's just an asshole post coitus he's like baby you you know what I don't like to be touched after. God, this guy's an ass. Why are you banging this guy? Because he has a good. He has a, he has a pretty nice ass. Got a nice hang down. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Uh, then you have one of the most memorable kills of the movie right off the bat. You've got a great kill where Jason somehow this big motherfucker is sneaking around the house, like mm-hmm. not not clunking around in them size sixteen Frankenstein boots. They're Herman Munsters. <laughs> oh, you love. What is <laughs> Lily? Lily. That's what I was like. What's her name? Le- Le- Leanne. Leanne Munster. Right? <laughs> yeah, Leanne Munster. That makes sense. <laughs> but you've got Jason who's, who machetes this guy in the bed just as much and then folds the bed up, which is such mm-hmm. a good kill. Of course, he gets killed in bed. So everybody in me is like, oh, no, that Fred Krueger killed in bed in the, in, in the same house. Mm-hmm. Jason also somehow sneaks out of the house as well. Just yeah, this this big lumbering will knock over every lamp in the house, which somehow escapes. But we have a again, fat, like, like this, we have an overweight cat, and we hear every step it takes upstairs. Just breathing. You gotta. <laughs> is it hard to get the CPAP on that cat when it's bed, bedtime? Sometimes you gotta. You wake. It'll just stop breathing. It's the sunshine. She just stops <laughs> breathing. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my bowl's empty. <laughs> Uh, you've got the scene in the um, you've got the scene in the police station where she falls asleep and meets the little girl who's like he mm-hmm. loves little girl and that's when you meet <laughs> Freddy Krueger for the first time. Kia also has like her nose pulled off because got her, your nose, which is a, which is a really a good scene. I did enjoy that. I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. I liked that one. Well, you're like looking at me like, oh, um, I, I wrote in my notes uh, the, the next morning they go to uh, this is a weird scene because you got Lori's dad who's trying to get her to take the hypnosil 
yeah. which of course is the sleep suppressant drug from Elm Street 3 and the Elm Street series. But I wrote, this plays out like a porn scene. It's shot very, it's, it's shot very much like a porn video where it's like, just drink your juice. Just drink your juice. And just the way it's shot, it's like an older man, like, just, you'll, you'll, you'll feel better if you just drink your juice. Yeah, it's, uh, if she gets caught in the dryer, we know it's about, about <laughs> to change his channel. So that, that caught me off guard. She goes to school and immediately, uh, we, we also forgot to mention that her, she had a relationship a few summers ago when they were 14 with Jason mm-hmm. Ritter's character of Will, and then he has disappeared and she's just really hung up on this 14 year old love. Yeah, where she, and we find out later that she's a virgin, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That maybe that was a dream, but either way, <laughs> um, there's a thing with the dream, yeah, where he talked, where Freddy Krueger is de- 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 definitely trying to assault her in a sex way, uh, which yeah. is like he's not a he, he's he's a molester, okay? Like let's just stop trying to sell dolls of him, and be like you're buying a molester doll, assault her tonguely. Um, they, they they go to school, and one thing I wrote is, I love when a girl starts monologuing about a murderer in the middle of the hallway. Like, go to class. Yeah. And, uh, how long are these passing periods? Because I think we have five <laughs> minutes. And I was like, I can't get to class fast enough. I got to go to this locker and drop this off and all that. And uh, I'm late for changing chemistry. my PE clothes. And <laughs> I just shower real fast. <laughs> um, you also so then you have these two characters who are like inviting people to like a party to celebrate the death of a of Trey, I guess, or like get it's over it. Scream all over again. Hey, people died. Let's go have a, a bonfire. Essentially, uh, I wrote. Uh, I I kept referring to this one character like like the short chubby one as Bobby Monahan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like Bobby Monahan throwing a party in the in a cornfield, and everyone's invited. Can I just say, why don't you go find a pig to fuck? <laughs> the I dialogue, think that's my favorite the, the dialogue is not super good. The acting is not good. But you're not here for the acting. But sometimes it is just so. Bla- I was like, how did I ever think this was like the coolest movie in the world? Because it is often wooden and very over the top throughout the whole thing. Um, which then Will shows up at the school, which no security at all. He is walking. Well, we got to talk about how they broke out of the asylum. Do you want to go ahead and take that? No, good. You know, you go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, they, they they're in there because uh, what they witnessed uh, a kill. Yes, the her Lori's dad kill her mom. So we think, and then now they're in the asylum, uh, prescribed hypnosil. And man, why is everybody in like a, a mental hospital the biggest asshole? Yeah. Like, either they're licking your face in Terminator 2, mm-hmm. or they're just like, he's just like, hey, I know somebody in this house, can you turn it up? He's like, no, just turn it off. Like, let it, like, let him watch the TV. Yeah, enough to, uh, I'll whoop that ass, you know, like, so they, uh, he he goes and shows his ass to the security guard, or the, I don't know what this character is, but. Uh, <laughs> An orderly, uh, he's just out there yeah. showing his ass. Showing his ass, literally. To get the keys so then they can escape. Pretty lax security where they're just like, I'm going to trank this kid. So they get out. But it's cool to see them in Weston Hills, which is where which is where Nancy worked in Dream mm-hmm. Warriors. A lot of most of the I feel like a lot of this ties back to Dream Warriors. Like if you just watch any Friday the 13th with Jason and then like Dream Warriors and not Elm Street one, like you're good to watch this movie. Yeah. 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 Um... 
So that they show up at at school and she's monologuing, <laughs> and then he shows up, and uh, that they start to reveal the the myth uh, or not the myth but the legend of Freddy Krueger to uh, how hallway full of children. Yeah, which is what Freddy wants because they forgot him. He lost his power, and he gets. Uh, once they once they start talking about him and <laughs> monologuing in hallways about he had horrible burns and a dirty brown hat and uh, fingers like knives and everybody's like, uh, I gotta go to I gotta go to biology. Can you like can yeah. I get by you right now? Uh, and the, yeah, so then uh, the cops are after them, of course, and they're just teenage. Now the the. Nowadays, the security would not be so lax. You couldn't just walk into a school. Yeah, you know? I, I remember one time I had to do something for when I when I worked in radio. We had to go to a school, and I had to go out to the. I had like my credentials on, and I had to go out to, to the vehicle. And I walked back in. I was walking uh, through the building to go out to like the playground where uh, somebody else I worked with was, and like a teacher's like, "Can I help you?" And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to be here. My, uh, Listen, just calm down, okay? I'm sure this is like a big moment for you as a math teacher, but I'm just here to like give away shirts. To, What's going on here? What, what, is the, what is the meaning of this? I like for your radio job, you spent time in a school as well as a strip club. That, that's, that's what radio is. It's like you do schools you raise uh we did this thing with the St. Jude Children's Hospital which is like mm-hmm. a big cancer research hospital for children we had this big radiothon where i called it the saddest 3 days in music in radio because you just like read these sad stories about like ch- kids with cancer and then in like the, the arms of an angel that yeah, kind of yeah just like here's a story doesn't make you feel good but it's also necessary to yeah. secure funds yeah you know? here's a story about little and, and just like crying parents and then like the next week it's like we're down here at the pony yeah. come on get getting that shook in your face and now uh it's the black eyed peas with let's get it started and here, <laughs> let's get it started it like and keeps running running and running <laughs> running so the 2000 and late <laughs> fergalicious baby <laughs> here's the pussycat dolls with don't you my humps, my humps, my humps, my humps. <laughs> this is now strictly a Black Eyed Peas podcast. So Will <laughs> I Am was born as William. There's a guy named Voodoo, I think, in the band, <laughs> which uh, you can also have my password <laughs> to if you want. If you want to listen to the Black Eyed Peas, you got to have your Voodoo password. <laughs> it will not work in your car. Yeah, but that to this cornfield scene, I think, is the highlight of the movie. Yes. Would you agree? I think so. Even though they they put it together real fast, they find a cornfield all that's also near an industrial park or like a grain silo or something. I don't I don't really they got a full ass DJ there, like just spinning the ones and twos, which I think is cool. You've got mm-hmm. um Billy Idol uh and just full glow sticks, which I wrote in my date notes. raping out there. Not even date, just raping. Just yeah, she's passed out on the ground and you're like that's what, God damn. That's what Stephanie said. I go, yeah, he's kind of a date rapist. She's like, it's not even a date, Gavin. He's just a yeah. regular rapist. He's trying to be sneaky about kissing this passed out lady, and he's covered in glow sticks. <laughs> I don't want to laugh about like that, but it, but it's very just like... <laughs> 
It is very like if you're trying to do something as horrible as that, don't wear glow sticks to your crime. Yeah, if you're gonna like rob a house in the middle of the night, <laughs> don't be covered in glow sticks. <laughs> you're trying to be sneaky about anything. Be like, is this what is 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 a lightning bug robbing my house right now? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, the Christmas tree's moving around. <laughs> oh shit! One one went out. <laughs> Uh, so you get, uh, Jason shows up in the cornfield and, uh, Bobby Moynihan <laughs> over here decides, he also said this Everclear's kicking my ass and he has a pitcher of a liquid in a cup, but it seems like the whole pitcher is full of Everclear. Now, Gavin, you, I don't think you've ever drank in your life, right? I have not. I, I've had a beer and a wine cooler. Ooh, slow down. <laughs> now. Everclear, and I don't mean uh, the band. I love Father of Mine. Father of Mine. Uh, the songs about divorce and stuff really hit me back in the day. <laughs> Everclear is 190 so dad, proof. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> is that why you flinch every time I raise my hand up? My, my, uh, I love you, Dad. You never did hit me, so I, I Papa, appreciate that. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> Everclear's 190 proof. It's the I had it back in high, it's what you get as a high schooler cuz it'll get you the drunkest, but you don't want that as a high schooler cuz you don't know how to drink. Mm. It will it you can you like if you once you get so drunk on vodka or Everclear and then you smell hand sanitizer, you just get sick. You want to vomit cuz it's just so gross. So it's like so this guy hand has a literal Kinda. He's a litter, a pitcher, Gavin, <laughs> of vodka. <laughs> this is kicking my ass. Yeah, I bet it's a goddamn pitcher of vodka. It's like it's one of those pitchers too that like the Waffle House brings you. You'd be like, yeah. hey, can I shop off your water? <laughs> it's who's drinking out of a pitcher of vodka? Who, what kind of drunk takes it from the bottle to a pitcher? It's a, it's an extra step. You don't you don't need it. Just, just, no. just drink it out of the bottle. Like you look cooler drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> it says you just look like table. F- <laughs> yeah. Table hey, hon, can a, I get you some more? <laughs> table seven needs a top off. <laughs> but he throws that on Jason after he says what line? Uh, why don't you go find a pig to fuck? And, Jethro, like yeah. And then Jason. Twist that dude's head around, which is a cool scene. I like that. That Jason isn't like, oh, you want to fuck with me? Fuck around, find Mm -hmm. out. Twist your head off. Uh, And then he gets uh, the pitcher of vodka gets thrown on Jason, and then somehow he gets lit on fire. Yes. And then that, what a cool scene, because I think they did it in what part? The the New Blood, uh, where he gets set on fire, old Kane Hodder. Yeah. Uh, he's he's not, watching that scene, saying he, it should have been me. He, he's not in this one, actually. I don't know. Oh if you know shit, that. my bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what if What if they made Kane Hodder the stuntman for this one? <laughs> I'd be so pissed if I was him. Be like, we'll let you in, but we're gonna set you on fire, and we're gonna put some sh- lifts in your shoes because you're not tall enough, <laughs> Lily. <laughs> um, but so then he's in the cornfield on fire, and then. He's got a flaming machete that when you buy the figures of Freddy versus Jason, he comes with a flaming machete. As yeah, as you should. And then he's setting the whole cornfield on fire and then just uh, wreaking havoc. Yeah, he's party. just, I love a good havoc scene. 
I love oh, a good yeah. havoc. I love a good massacre scene where mm-hmm. he's just swinging his knife around. He's he he puts himself out with beer, and then that's when um, Gib falls asleep after that scene, and she gets kind of messed around by by Freddy. Uh, mm-hmm. who's like having, he's like, he feels strong enough now to finally kill her. He's stalking her, doing classic Freddy boiler room shenanigans. And then uh, you've got Billy Idol with his glow glow sticks being a real perv and creep, uh, mm-hmm. gets stabbed and it, uh, with a pole and gets flung into the night sky like so many shooting stars. <laughs> Do you think it'd be funny if, if Jason's walking through the cornfield and he runs into Malachi? Oh, from, from Children of the Corn? Children of the Corn. Like, Outlander, we have your it's, woman. It is he who walks amongst the rows or whatever. <laughs> Behind the rows or... I've, whatever. You know, you know there's like 15 of those movies? Well, I was going to say, producer wife and I just watched the new Children of the Corn that's on Shudder. Yeah. And she did not like it. I thought it was okay. And I'll... I'll this is a spoiler. Corn Monster. Ooh! And then he started scatting. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. Open that fucking pit. <laughs> Open that. Uh, father <laughs> of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he just corn singing Everclear, which I, is not Everlast. <laughs> oh, God, Everlast. Then you might really know what it's like. Okay. Um, <laughs> this podcast is mostly us talking horror and referencing and singing songs poorly, and that's yeah. what I, and that, that that's what I'm here for. That's what pe- they're here for. We'll look at the download numbers and see that they're not <laughs> here a, for that. The, our, our episodes really peak when we do really shitty covers of corn songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that then we cut to uh, the two escapees the, uh, from the asylum. They're hanging out in this cool-ass van. Yeah, one of those vans with like, shit on the side. Uh, the Mark's brother killed himself because of Freddy, or Freddy killed mm-hmm. him made it look like a suicide. And he's like, this, 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 this van's my brother's biggest. This uh, my baby. My baby. They all flee the corn scene. I think they flee the... I did fall asleep. I've seen this movie a thousand times, it's, so I get a little little murky. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they like flee, and they're trying to figure out, like, that goalie was pissed because you have Freebird, who is Jay from Jay and Talent Bob. But they I was about to say, yeah. was say yeah, Jay. <laughs> but they could not afford Jason Muse. Um, I bet they could. Yeah. They, I bet they could have as well. But then you would have. But then if you put him, if you put him in this, then you connect this universe with the Scream universe because Jason mm-hmm. and Bob are in Scream Three. And then we can uh, connect them to uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes. Wouldn't you love to see the character Mark Hamill played called Cockknocker take on Freddy Jason vers- Voorhees? Freddy versus Jason versus Cockknocker. <laughs> <laughs> You can't even put that on a poster. <laughs> versus the Freddy versus Jason versus Tommy Knockers. Uh, nope, that not mm. Stephen King. Nope, cock. Uh, but his brother, who kills himself in the tub, is played by Zach Ward, who was Scott Farkas in A Christmas Story. Yeah, he was also, I believe, on the show Titus. I think he was uh, Christopher Titus's like brother on that show. Okay, so yeah, he's he's got a good resume. And as we kind of get uh, through this a little bit here. You've got the scene of Mark getting killed in the, by Freddy actually getting set on fire, so Freddy finally mm-hmm. gets a kill. Uh, you've got the whole Freddy's back, I think. So Freddy still has his sense of humor by mm-hmm. riding on somebody's back, which is good. But then they try to figure out, like, how are we going to get Freddy and Jason to, like, fight each other? You've got the cop character as well. 
And this is when the movie kind of becomes the Freddy, uh, when, when, it, when it becomes Freddy versus Jason, when they go to Weston Hills to get more hypnosil so they don't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like the <clears throat> caterpillar scene when Freebird gets too high and like a Freddy pillar shows up? It's the best scene in the movie, dog. <laughs> Hands down. Bongs down. The best scene in the movie. I was watching that because the CGI, most CGI doesn't hold up anyway. Yeah. But I was like, God damn it. Why do they? It's I get it's Freddy, but it's too, it's too funny in this movie. It's too cartoony. Yeah, I I think it's fine. I think it's funny, but then you have it actually go into him, and you've got this line of like, for you being like, bitch, and they need to tranquilize the Kubrick stare. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to get uh, Jason tranquilized, which is mm-hmm. uh, which is a good because you got to put him to sleep. It's like, does Jason even sleep? Does does he need like a good eight hours a night, or just I I assumed he he was beyond that as a zombie. What's his sleep number? You think <laughs> his sleep number mattress. 13. <laughs> oh. I, I like that bullets won't put this guy down, but uh, meds will. I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. When you With got, Michael Myers, it's the same. Th- goddamn Michael Myers. <laughs> that goddamn Michael Myers. He got, we got Thorazine <laughs> in him. We got some Wellbutrin. We got that er- erection pills. That's the house, that blue shoe. Got the Viagra. He calls it Viagra. <laughs> oh, God. Just a... Just a rock hard Michael Myers coming after you in a jumpsuit. <laughs> that is jump, so tight. <laughs> that jumpsuit gonna show every inch of Michael Myers. And you know some it's, women would be like, into it. It's it's that scene when he he reveals himself out of the darkness, but it's just <laughs> darkness, and you see like a gray blue boner popping out of the dark. Oh, boogeyman! Oh, look at him! Somebody's happy to see you. Well, hello there. Uh, he's got a nice hog. Yeah. So then you've got the the showdown of Freddy and Jason in the dream world. Uh, mm-hmm. So how did, did did that scene work for you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I think so. There's a it's it's just kind of an excuse I think to have them fighting because earlier we get the scene where you see so many hospital patients with the breathing thing on because I guess uh, it's like uh, long term use of hypnocil. Put your ass causes in a coma. Comas, yeah. Put, <laughs> put you in a coma. That's a pretty good side effect. Yeah, that's. I would do that. That <laughs> sounds like a good drug. Um, and then we we get the fight in the boiler room, and I I think it's that where where Jason cuts off uh, Freddy's arms, mm-hmm. and, and Freddy pretty he gets his ass pretty pretty well handed to him. And then we get the reveal that that Jason, of course, doesn't like water, and that's how he's trapped in the dream. Yeah, that's a thing where that they do. Freddie died, died by fire. Jason by water. How can we use this? And this idea of Freddie pinballing Jason is cool, and like he cuts his arms off, and Freddie's arms reappear because it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, do you buy the idea that Jason's afraid of water? Because he's taking a dip in every other movie. Yeah, he's coming out of the water. Every other movie, no, but I I guess they just have to have it to make it work. I think know? it works subconsciously, like he's subconsciously afraid of water. That kind of works. Maybe if he's going after somebody in the water, or, it's, or if it's for a kill, because there's the one movie where the I think it's part four where the lady's on a tube, yeah, and she gets killed that way. So. Maybe if he's going after a kill, but it maybe in the dream world he's scared of water, I guess. Yeah, so maybe if he, he in the real world he's like, Well, I had to go in water to take care of this person, but then outside of that he's like, Nah, I'll hard pass. Yeah. Okay. That I can buy that for sure. 
because like a water prison, and then the the and the whole time they're they're transporting Jason's body to Crystal Lake, which I think I saw somewhere somebody did the math: Ohio to New Jersey, impossible to do in a night. Yeah, because it's like yeah. 15, 16 hours or something crazy like that. Yeah, again, it's a dr- he's a dream demon. So <laughs> if I if I can get past that, I can get past that. But uh, uh, yeah. So and then he starts to like. Uh, drowned he's drowning yeah and then they're like hey kelly roland you need to give the man uh mouth to mouth and he's and just he's got a messed up face in that one yeah and i i really would have liked if it was like sandlot where he faked drowning <laughs> so he could kiss Wendy peppercorn get some tongue time with kelly roland <laughs> even when i'm with my boo all <laughs> i think about is you ow that's Nellie and Kelly Rowland. In that video, she is texting somebody on a sidekick from Excel. I saw that. Where I saw that meme where, in hindsight, I, I did they because th- it was like a spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> no wonder. What did no- they think that was? <laughs> no wonder he ain't texting you back. He ain't your fucking accounts payable. You're, you're using Venmo to text me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like if I used. Uh, I don't know, uh, mo- uh, iMovie to <laughs> text you. Like, uh, Brent, I tried calling. Why didn't you answer your Why didn't you answer your Tamagotchi yesterday? Like I don't <laughs> like why not? He died. Oh God, rip! Uh, you you're, you were using a yak back. <laughs> remember that thing? I do. It was like the It was like the Nickelodeon version of the Talkboy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, hey, your mom smells. Your mom smells. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they're trying to transport them back, and then, of course, Jason wakes up, and then we kind of get the big showdown at Camp Crystal Lake. He gets thrown from the vehicle just in the yeah. most cartoonish way, like, whoop, there he goes. That's where it's like the CGI comes in, and you're like, didn't hold up. But not not everything is going to hold up, you know? And then you do have, like, the big fight, and this is what it's all building to what's in the trailers, that scene in the cabin where you've got, like, the fire on the floor, and you've mm-hmm. got like Freddy and Jason actually fighting each other for the first time in the real world. And it, when it's Freddy versus Jason fighting each other, it's really good. It's violent. It's bloody. It's it's the knockdown drag out fight you want. It just sucks that that it takes so long to get there. Yeah. It, again, it's like a kaiju movie where it's Godzilla, or you know any any movie where it's smash shit. I don't really care how you get there. I just need you to start fighting. You I need know? you to start knocking over buildings in your dragon zord that has an erection. <laughs> So I do like that part. You also have the scene where um, the one nerd kid gets like thrown against a flagpole and killed, but him and Kia fall in love even though they were mean to each other a day before. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that there's a scene at the party where she's being shitty to him, like to Linderman or whatever, and he's like, you're just insecure, and that's if you could have a thought with all that makeup on your face. And it's like, oh shit, 2003 burn. So... Yeah. Guys, if you can't get a date, go up and insult a woman, and she will fall for you immediately. Especially if she's one-third of Destiny's Child. Just remind her that she's the one-third of Destiny's Child that's not Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, and you damn sure ain't no Michelle. <laughs> oh, and you ain't even a survivor. I'm not going <laughs> to give up. Oh, that was a good video. Oh, yeah. They're all in, like, they're on the uh, on the beach, and they're wearing, like, their... Camo? Yeah. Mm. So Don't let's, get me started. So let's talk about the scene that uh, the writer said they did not write. The writer said they do not like. 
basically Kelly Rowland of all it's like of all the actors they made Kelly Rowland drop the F slur against Freddy Krueger. What I read was that she did that. I don't think they made her do that. And I th- I people were surprised that she got she that that scene even was left in the movie. Cuz you get the showdown in the cabin and and Freddy says how sweet dark meat <laughs> which also he's encountered black people <laughs> whatever the guy's name in dream warriors uh, Kincaid. I, he's dark meat yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay cut you we, up a slice we, we, we can't keep referring to all of freddie's dark victims as shit black victims as dark meat we can't <laughs> you know what's that movie where that dark meat tries to get out <laughs> what's that movie called <laughs> We can't, we can't do that. We can't do this. <laughs> but what's that, that movie where the guy has the hook? <laughs> Candy what if that was my thing? He called, I just called every black character dark. <laughs> I was like, no, Freddie said it. It's okay. It's I can, said that it. pedophile said it. I can say it. <laughs> that, he's, he's a child murderer. Okay. He's child <laughs> he's murder. a child. Oh, I can't just call people dark meat nowadays. <laughs> Hey, listen, he, he's a racist and a murderer, but he don't touch those kids, okay? He don't, he don't touch those kids. <laughs> he didn't, that's, that's like an episode of Maury. He didn't touch them kids. <laughs> he might have murdered them, but he didn't touch them. He didn't touch them. And he was with me all night long. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, Maury. But then you have the F slur. I know where you're like, what, what kind of F wears a Christmas sweater? You're not even scary. Yeah. And what's with the butter knives? It's like, yeah. did they tell her, be like, we need you to be the most jive character you can muster. We need you to be every black exploitation woman in the history. Because it's so out of place. And it's just, it's the most cringy thing to hear insults like that 20 years later. I don't think it was like a jive thing. I think it was her just tearing him down. But I, I just don't know why she had to say... Because, like, who who calls a horror villain that? That just, like, minimizes the horror villain if you call him the F-slur. Like, yeah, it's just like... Whoa. It really takes away... It's like with wrestling, you don't really talk shit about your opponent. Yeah. And it, well, you don't call them old because then if you lose, you get... You, you lost to an old person. You yeah, know? you want to put like you you can talk shit about your opponent, but but you got to also put them over. You get, yeah. So if you do lose, you lost by somebody that's yeah, an ass you, kicker. You, you know, it's like John Cena going up like you're a piece of shit, and that, that's that's why people don't like John Cena. That's why people didn't like John Cena is because he'd be go out there and like just bury these people, and they're like, well, yeah, of course you're gonna win. You're John Cena, and you just says that this guy fucking sucks and can't yeah. pay his rent or whatever. <laughs> Hey, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> when you took that Elder John Cena, it was earned. He had to put up a good fight. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah we, we get that. It's just such a weird thing. Because what year did this come out? You said 2003? 2003. Were people still saying that back then? I'm sure they were because they, they still were. say it now they occasionally. Were. But... And listen, I'll be honest. I used to say that as like a teenager to be like. You cool. said it before we turned the mics Shut on. Shut up. Quit being a <laughs> quit being a real right now. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I used to say it as a teenager, like we all kind of did. But then, like we, it, it was it should have never been acceptable. But what's hard for people to grasp is that it was okay to say it shouldn't have been, and it probably wasn't okay. But it was more widely accepted. Mm-hmm. So for it to be in a movie, because if you uh, have you watched the movie uh, Waiting with Ryan Reynolds, yeah, 
They mm-hmm. use that throughout the entire movie, and that came out two years after this. So it was, I hate it when they say it like, I, it was a different time. It mm-hmm. was. We've all grown, and we're all much better now. It shouldn't have been okay, but it was just weirdly accepted for some weird reason. But I also I think if you know if I had said it, which I had back in the day, yeah, I never meant it as a gay slur. I just meant you you're an idiot. Yeah, you know yeah. it wasn't like. But then once you you realize, oh, that might hurt gay people's feelings. Yeah, and you don't want to like you don't want that your speech to affect somebody, even though you had no intention to even do it, doing that, you know? Well, and even if you call something, cause I have people who, who I, I don't know anybody anymore. Cause I've, I've kind of grown apart from people who still think like the R word is okay. Or like the F slur is mm-hmm. okay or whatever. Um, but people would be like, Oh, that's so gay or describing things as gay. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, well, I don't mean it's like gay. I mean, it's stupid. Like, Oh, so, so you entertained gay with stupid and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah I guess that could be a problem. And then you learn and yeah. you grow up. And th- then it's just to look back and, like, we spent so much of this podcast talking about that scene. Yeah, because you know? it's so out of place. And then we, like, she gets killed, and then we have that cool scene with, like, man, the torpedoes. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, air tanks shooting each other, you got the rebar stuff happening with, like, just, it's a, it's a real bloody knockdown drag out fight that really lives up to the Freddy versus Jason name. After yeah. an F slur. <laughs> Hey man, if that's what it took, I'm all for it. No, just... <laughs> How do you but, feel about yeah. the fight? How do you do you like the fight? Yeah, I thought it was fun, especially the man the torpedoes type thing. Yeah. Uh when he when he's, you know, hitting the the tanks of oxygen or whatever it is and it's it's kind of like you really have to destroy Jason. Yeah. That's the character in the movie. Um and then we get a Freddy Piñata was it He's hanging upside down or whatever. Yeah, he's like he gets caught on the thing and then he's getting punched. They make their way to the docks where the fingers are getting cut off, people is getting stabbed, arms get ripped mm-hmm. off. Jason gets his eyes poked out by the finger knives. Mm-hmm. It's just bloody and gory, and it's it's like weird Renaissance art. Just the music is playing; <laughs> they're stabbing like gently and blood spurting out. And I love what what's great about this is even though we're like the, the, the CGI isn't great. Some of the language is not good. The practical effects in this still hold up very well. Like, those are blood tanks. Those are blood bladders. It's Mm -hmm. all practical effects that are just everywhere, visceral, very gory, very fun. Uh, And I I should mention before I forget, there's a scene earlier in the dock at the very beginning when this girl is swimming and we get some nudity finally in this season. Oh, yeah. I thought we had some nudity. I thought we had some. we, We didn't have any nudity. Okay, I guess you're right. Because we did follow, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't have Fondless Nation with none insidious. So finally, some titties happened in this season. And then late, like less than ten minutes later, we see the the one girl with the hat in the shower. Now that's we a get body boobs there too. That's a body double, actually. Hey, it wasn't to me. <laughs> it wasn't to me. But, it's still uh, real to me. Damn it! I only say that because, of course, at the end of the season, we're gonna have best nudity, and I think I should we should at least acknowledge the nudity. Yes. So of course, but of course, yes. <laughs> it's like that scene in Anchorman when they're like, no faces, but of course. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. Um, uh, and th- yeah, we get the, the fight and they're fighting on the dock. And then they start to spray, was it gas all over the dock? Yeah. And just... they shoot, the, they spray the propane and the propane accessories. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all get blown up. Uh, Freddie gets his arm ripped off. 
by J-Man. Oh, that's a great, yeah. Yeah. Where Freddy gets stabbed with his own arm. Well, that happens in a, in a second, where they, they, blow them all, they blow them up on the dock, they go to the lake, and then you see somebody with a machete come out of the river, come, come out of the mm-hmm. lake, and you're like, well, who is it going to be? And then it's Freddy, and then Jason like throws his uh, finger knives at Freddy and says, is Jason kind of the hero of this movie? Because I feel like Jason's the, the hero. He's the one who's manipulated... He's the one who is, he's not making it personal. He's all business. I don't think uh, Jason kills for personal reasons. Yeah. Jason is a shark, much like Michael Myers. Yeah. Like all that Michael Myers. <laughs> that my, my black eyes, them shark eyes. It reminded me of the scene in The Simpsons when Grandpa Simpson loses his teeth and then a turtle picks up his teeth and then you hear off screen, he goes, Oh, he bit me with my own teeth. <laughs> oh, he stabbed me with my own finger knife glove. And then you've got uh, Lori who picks up the machete and goes, Welcome to my world, bitch, and mm-hmm. cuts his head off. And cuts then, his head off. Yeah, and then Jason falls into the water, too. Yeah, and then everybody, and that's how the movie ends, and everybody, but it's not. Oh. Um, you've got the scene of I think it's Mudvayne playing while Jason comes out of the comes out of the water, and he's holding Freddy's head. But Freddy's head gives that a little wink to let it let us know mm-hmm. that it is not quite over yet. Fifty fifty booking. Fifty fifty booking. Got to make him look strong. Make Roman Reigns look strong. Even though Freddy is just literally decapitated and armless. Yeah. He'll... But he's also a dream demon, you rub, know. So. Rub some dirt in it. Yeah, put some put some dirt on it. Put some uh, Everclear on it because it's kicking your ass. So picture full. So this movie comes out. It does incredible box office numbers. It's number one for the weekend. It's it's got people in Freddy JJ. It's got people with Freddy versus Jason fever. Um, they they immediately start talking about sequels. And I don't know if you have any in your notes. Do you have any planned sequel ideas or what? What they tried to do. There was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, like from Evil Dead. Which they could do because New Line Cinema did uh, own all the rights to the characters. The Necronomicon actually appeared in Jason Goes to Hell, as Mm -hmm. did the Kandarian Dagger. You also had Freddy's glove in Evil Dead 2 when he goes to the shed. So they could share a universe. There's also, uh, it, it was speculated that... Uh, Pamela Voorhees had the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, to bring mm-hmm. Jason back to begin with. So Jason could have been a deadite. But unfortunately, that never came to fruition. Uh, the other one I, I saw was the ending where they both somehow end up in hell. And then my favorite horror villain of all time, Pinhead, shows up. Yeah, I know you love Hellraiser. And start torturing them. Yeah, which would have been a cool ending. I think that would that have been fun. Um, of course, you're a big Halloween guy. I'm a Friday the Thirteenth yeah. guy. Um, would you would want to? Would how would you want to see Michael Myers be brought into it? I don't think so because Michael Myers is more of a should be more Batman in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Like that, there are scenes in the new movies where he's taking on a mob of people a couple times, and they're cool scenes. But I also think that's not the mo of Michael Myers, you know. Yeah. But I will say when we recommend stuff, I'll just say it now. On YouTube is a fan movie. It's called Michael versus Jason: Evil Emerges, 2019. It's a short movie, 28 minutes long, and it has some great 
uh, choreography as far as fighting because they are like it's hand to hand combat. It's really it's a really I've watched it a couple times and it's a fan movie, and it's really good. Is it is it if like li- if, is it Krav Maga? Wanna, it's just <laughs> is it what is it Krav Maga? It's like Jason and it's like Jason and Michael Myers learned a self defense class at the Y, and there's like Dragon yeah. Ball Z ma- 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 uh, Matrix fighting. They do both bow, and they're wearing a gi. Uh, no, it's, they're just f- fighting in the woods, and I I just really like it. So, and it has, it's got 19 million views. Oh damn, that's a pretty good haul. So, yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. That's a, I will check that out for sure. If you're looking for that kind of thing, have you? What, what other? Do you think like there's pumpkin head? There's Jack Frost, like the snowman, <laughs> there was the turkey a, from Thanksgiving. People still try to pit villains together. People still try to do that. Of course, uh, shortly after this, they would do Alien vs. Predator over at 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. which had been happening in the comics for many, many years prior to that. And they would actually do a Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash comic book series mm-hmm. that kind of that, that, that picks up after this because they couldn't do, do, do the movie, so they did a comic book series. I've never read it. I hear it's fine. Um, yeah. So they did that, uh, but they did uh, Alien vs. Alien Predator, which those movies are, that eh, they're fine, I guess. Um, and then people still like want to pit people together. Like everybody wants Megan versus Chucky. That's a big one right now because Megan came out this year and just was incredible. People loved it, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, let's have him take on Chucky." I think that'd be a really because both are back in pop culture right now. Yeah, they're both making new things of them. Yeah, uh, and they're they're the right size. Like if this, we should just devolve into like celebrity death match. I mean, that's kind of what the Mortal Kombat games are now, where yeah. Mortal with Mortal Kombat XL, you had Leatherface, you had Jason, you had Alien, you had Predator, you had these horror icons. Freddy Krueger showed up in Mortal Kombat Nine, in mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Eleven, you've got Rambo and the Terminator and RoboCop. So you can, why they haven't found a way to make a Super Smash Brothers type game for horror villains outside of like fan modifications. I don't know why cuz that would print fucking money. Yeah, and it's everybody would make money. It's just I don't know that people would be comfortable with letting letting somebody else use their license. Yeah, that but is yeah, but also just make them all equally strong and then you could just play as your favorite character. Well, you that's know? I mean, that's how Mortal Kombat is. I mean, you can do Terminator versus RoboCop and I guarantee you they they, they don't give a shit who fatalities who. I mean, yeah. it's not can it's, it's a video game. So, I mean, the rights holders would be a huge issue, but like I mentioned, I think it was in uh the last episode Dead by Daylight. That mm-hmm. has a lot of licenses. They've got Freddy Krueger. They've got the new Freddy Krueger in it. They've got uh, Leatherface, Pinhead. Nicholas Cage. They got Nicholas Cage in there now. Uh, they just announced Alien is coming to Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. So you can get these licenses and put these in the in, in the game. It's just like negotiating that and like having them fight each other. Who? So who do you think would win if if, uh, if Freddy versus Jason? We saw it on screen, but who do you think would win? My heart says Jason, but I think Freddy Krueger has too much supernatural shit to actually be defeated. I think Jason would do his best, but I think Freddy Krueger would, would somehow find a way to win. Yeah, I, th- I think Freddy would win too, even though I'd want Jason. But who do you think wins between Jason and Michael Myers? I think Jason wins. Uh, I think Jason is too much of a brute force 
and mm-hmm. he he's more supernatural. I think whoever wins these fights has to be more supernatural than the other person. And I think that Michael Myers isn't as supernatural as Jason. Jason isn't as supernatural as Freddy Krueger. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, yeah, I, I think that that happened. Because at the end of the day, Michael Myers got beat and killed by Lori mm-hmm. in, a, in a kitchen. So I think Jason would do pretty fast work of Michael Myers. Do you, Who do you think would win since they fought in the kitchen? Lori in the kitchen or the turkey from Thanksgiving? <laughs> um... I think uh, the I think the things killing turkey think I think things killing three would really because uh-huh. boobs in the first five seconds I think that's a really good tagline uh, yeah. I think uh, I think the turkey from things killing I think also you could do the ginger dead man versus evil yep. bong um, <laughs> you could do puppet master versus ghoulies I think that'd be a good match mm-hmm. maybe throw some critters in there. Uh, and I do believe that the the turkey from Thanksgiving would look at uh, Laurie Strode and say his line from both movies, "Nice tits, bitch," <laughs> which I mean, is a thing that we play on the cafeteria podcast. <laughs> is just him saying, "Nice tits, bitch." That is a comp- <laughs> that is a wonderful compliment for a woman in her in in, in her sixties. Or I think yeah, if a tur- if I'm in my olden age and a turkey says "nice tits, bitch," I'd be like, "Thank you, turkey." Thank you very much. I wow, what a compliment! What Let a fine turkey you, you are. <laughs> um, what was your favorite kill in this movie? Uh, bed kill, gotta be the bed kill. It, it's one that stands out the most. He it folds a dude up in a bed. I watched. The, I remember watching all the behind the scenes features on the DVD. I was obsessed with Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it is such a bummer that it doesn't hold up as well as I as I hoped it would have. I think it's got to be the bed kill because it's, you know, when you think about it, he's bending him backwards. So, like, his shoulders are touching the his calves. Mm-hmm. Arch your back. Like, mm. Yeah. Ass up, face down. <laughs> that's the way we like to fuck. We like to clown. Um, <laughs> what about uh, the oh shit moment? Uh, oh shit moment probably would be... Hmm. Pro- I think the oh shit moment would be the rave massacre, because that's mm-hmm. just him being Jason on fire in the woods. Yeah. Uh, also, other run- runners up, I think, would be man the torpedoes mm-hmm. and uh, f- Jason stabbing him with his own hand. Maybe. Yeah. But it's probably the cornfield. I think actually go- going back now, it's Kelly Rowland saying the F slur. I think that's my <laughs> like, oh shit. No, I can't get enough. <laughs> I I just put it on TikTok and just loop it all day, baby. <laughs> is this movie scary, Gavin? Uh, no. This is a party movie for sure. Yeah, this is definitely a party movie. Uh, if you like Freddy vs. Jason, what would you like to watch? You should watch uh, Michael vs. Jason: Evil Emerges 2019 on I YouTube. Heard of that? <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you about it. Um, probably Alien vs. Predator. Mm-hmm. If you're not really too, cause if you just want to see things fight, yeah, cool. Um, and then the Friday franchise, the Freddy franchise. Uh, what what do you have? Uh, I would say Alien versus Predator and Alien versus Predator Requiem, the second one. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a much gorier, more violent movie, but it, it's so fucking dark. Like it's mm-hmm. like turn a light on in this fucking movie so we can see what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you want a real big budget kaiju movie. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong that came out uh, a couple years ago. That's a big, dumb, fun movie that is uh, just a fun time. 
What's the one with Idris Elba where they fight in robots? Oh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I like that one too. Okay. So if you're looking for fighty movies, that's one. Yeah. Also, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> if you want to watch the, I think the new Mortal Kombat actually, I, I I'd recommend that. The the new 2021 Mortal Kombat that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. definitely watch that because it's violent and gory and it's a pretty good time. Get over here. Hey, uh, what are we watching next week, Gavin? We are going to watch a film that was voted on by you, our loyal, the They're Coming to Get You Patreon. Barbara's. Pa- Barbara's. Yeah, the Barbara's. The Barbara's over on Patreon.com. We're going to be doing Silence of the Lambs. One that's been heavily requested. God damn it, say I it. Can, I can smell your cunt. <laughs> what did what he say to you, Dr. Um, I, I, I can smell your cunt. <laughs> uh, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> so we'll be watching uh, that next week, so be sure to find it. I think it's streaming on HBO Max or Max right now. If it's not, it, you can God find it on my it. Voodoo account. <laughs> I want to add a Patreon tier that is just your fucking Voodoo password. It'll be a whole bunch of movies that are pretty much good, and then that there's a movie that my mom accidentally ordered when she <laughs> stayed here one night where it was that uh, police dog movie, the German Shepherd movie, where you know the dog's going to die at the end. I think it's Max. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it because I don't want to watch a dog die. That makes me sad. <laughs> it's like he's got all the Strangers movies. He's got all this horror. And then what is The Sound of Freedom? What is yeah. <laughs> I do have all the Transformers movies if you want to watch those instead of getting them on whatever uh, streaming site. <laughs> Paramount on. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or leave us a review on Spotify. We appreciate seeing all the kind things that you say and it helps us out a ton. Uh, again, mm-hmm. you, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash they're coming to get you for different tiers that you have options to. So that's it. And as always here on They're Coming to Get You, why don't you go find a pig to fuck? Oh, shit. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.